Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. My guest today is Matt Klein, who's the Democratic Commissioner at the Board of Elections, and I'm Cynthia Pooler. So, Matt, we're gearing up for quite a season. Um, you know, uh, early voting and uh, the uh, election day. Um, are you guys real busy? Oh, yes. We've been uh, bombed with work now for the past couple of weeks, um, uh, due in large part to the um, vast uh, increase in the number of absentee ballots that we're processing. Um, as you know, the uh, uh, legislature and the governor have um, uh, opened up the absentee uh, ballot um, option for people this year because of the COVID pandemic, and that's uh, resulted in a significant increase in the number of ballots that we're processing. So we're very busy uh, uh, handling those, and in addition, we uh, have to prepare for the early voting, which starts um, tomorrow, and it will run for nine days uh, uh, through the next Sunday. So do you think... Do you think that between the absentee ballots and early voting that nothing will be decided on election night? Um, I I can't say that in Albany County because I don't think that um, um, there's too much in play here in Albany this year. Um, I think Mm -hmm. that we will have a pretty good idea um, who the winners are. There may be some delay in regard to the uh, uh, presidential electors. Um, that's probably going to go on for uh, a while. But um, in, in terms of the um, state and local uh, officials who are running, um, I don't think that I think we will have an answer. I think we'll know election night who the winners are. When you talk electors, who are the electors in New York State? I don't think people kind of. Uh, know that no they they wouldn't know that because um that is um something they're party officials whose names do not appear on the ballot, and each party that fields uh candidates for president and vice president are required to file with the state board of elections a list of um presidential electors. And um, so the the people's their not their names do not appear on the ballot, um, but they're on file with the state board uh, for each party. And um, what'll happen is um, once the winners are determined, ultimately determined uh, for president and vice president, then their electors will convene in various locations in the respective states in in December to um, cast a vote in favor of those candidates. And then it all gets uh, uh, funneled into Washington, D.C., and the uh, election is ultimately certified based upon the uh, electoral college vote. Doesn't it have to be certified by December 14th? Um, I think, I don't know, you can't recall what the date is, but uh, that sounds about right. Um, uh, We have to certify our election results 
uh, within 25 days. And they get sent to the state, and the state will send them to uh, Washington. And uh, uh, you may be right about that, um, what the ultimate date is for that. I I think you're you're right. It would be uh, around the middle of December. So I I know that my election polling place has changed. Um, I had spoke called the Board of Elections a couple of days ago. So has a lot of the polling places changed? Um, no, we had a few of them that changed um, because of um, COVID uh, restrictions. The big one we had it was a Blessed Sacrament School. That had eight election districts in it, and we had to uh, relocate uh, and reassign the voters to uh, different polling sites. Um, so every election, you, you have something like that. There, there hasn't been a large-scale change uh, such as you would get uh, following a redistricting. Um, the next year, as a result of the census, they'll go through a, um, you know, a major decennial overhaul of the uh, districts, and that always produces a lot of changes in terms of who's uh, voting at what polling site. Now, you, um, the Board of Elections moved from uh, Central Avenue to um, Pearl Street. South, yeah. has, there been, has there been a lot of confusion about that? Um, I don't think there's it's so much confusion. Um, uh, we I was in, uh, in favor of the move because I, I was convinced that the North Russell Road site, which was up by uh, Westgate Plaza, um, was more convenient for a, a larger number of people. It's centrally located, but there hasn't been any. I can't say that there's been operational issues as the result of the relocation um you can you know there's some um incidental um problems uh, related to the site but not Mm -hmm. anything that's affected our ability to uh, conduct an election so how many years has early voting been in place now i just i just started last year Okay, so this is this is going to be, you know, the I don't know if it's going to be the definitive answer, but it's going to be interesting to see how early voting, you know, shakes out during the presidential year. Would you agree? Yes, I would agree with that. I mean, um it, we did not get much play out of this. Um so far, we didn't get uh, in, almost none in 2019 for the primary or the general, and very little uh, for the um, uh, June primary that we had. And I think that everybody was anticipating the um, presidential election to see what effect that is going to have on the turnout, and specifically what effect that that would have on the early voting component of the election. Um, you're going to see uh, a fair increase, I would think, because uh, people want to avoid 
the crush of uh, election day voting. And traditionally, I mean, this is the highest point in the four-year election cycle in terms of turnout and voter participation, the presidential election. And people are, uh, I think, a little skittish um, uh, regarding the pandemic and the they're leery of um, uh, long voting lines and being uh, stuck in a poll site for more than, you know, uh, 10 minutes or so. So I think mm-hmm. you're going to see a lot of increased use. Um, we've certainly seen a tremendous increase in the number of absentee ballots, and that will probably translate somewhat into the early voting as well. Absentee ballots. You know, I, I watch the TV, and do you think that with absentee ballots, there's a, an extra chance of maybe some voter fraud? What do you think? Um, I I think it. We have not experienced that. We did. We didn't experience that in the primary, and we had uh, about twenty-one thousand uh, absentee ballots. Uh, normally, and even in a presidential election in the general no- election in November, uh, we get about 10,000 absentees. But already we've processed three times that. And uh, wow. you're probably talking about forty or 50,000 absentee ballots. I, I have not been able to uh, discern any um, fraud um, from what I've seen, I, I don't see that it's uh, uh, a concern in terms of how the ballots are um, processed. Um, it may be certainly there's opportunity for fraud. There's an enhanced opportunity for fraud any time you're using um, a mechanism for you know a general population. Uh, that's not really under tight controls. Normally, uh, an absentee ballot uh, in the past, you had to file the application, and there was a uh, uh, leisurely time to um, compare signatures on the, between the application and the uh, and the ballot the envelope that is returned. Uh, this year. Um, as you may or may not know, you can apply for an absentee ballot online. So we don't know. There's no way to actually confirm um, that the person sending the um, email request uh, is the person that we're sending the ballot to, but we do check to determine whether or not the person is registered to vote and um, a lot of times they, they don't send us enough information. They'll just send us an email, please send me an absentee ballot. And it'll be Joe Smith or Bob or you know, something. And you don't, you need more information. But um, from what I've been able to determine so far, I haven't seen any um, systemic problems there. And I don't, um, I mean, ultimately, if people were going to do that, they're going to be exposed because the person who is actually registered to vote at some point in time is going to show up. So um, we did not experience um, any uh, indicators of fraud in the primary 
And so far, I'm not no. seeing anything in the general. So last year uh, was a local year where uh, oh, for the it was for the county, and yep. the uh, early voting. Do you remember a kind of ballpark figure of how many people actually did the uh, early voting? Yeah, I think it was about uh, somewhere between five and six thousand. It was a very low number. It wasn't. Uh, uh, we didn't hit ten thousand. It was. I think it was uh, somewhere between five and six thousand. Um, that you know, it's not a high number, uh, but okay. there's also a huge drop off uh, between a, an odd year election and an even year election. Um, in an odd year election, you get normally between seventy five and eighty five thousand people going to the polls, whereas in a presidential election you're going to get only like one hundred and forty eight thousand people going to the polls. So it's almost double the amount. Uh, so this will be the test um, of whether or not early voting is uh, essential. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I find it kind of, I've got to say, amusing because I've been watching and participating in, in politics for many years. And local races and state races and county races, the the uh, candidates who went are more of a representative to the people. You could contact them. You could... There's an irony to it. Right. But with the presidential election, I mean, you know, what's the chances of picking up the phone and and, uh, discussing issues with President Trump, whereas maybe with John McDonald you could or, you know, uh, I find it amusing. Um, Yeah, it is. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I think it's it's the the fact that the people are exposed to the um, national and statewide elections um, for a extended period of time. Everybody's aware of the fact that there's an election, and they feel strongly about some of the um, national issues that are being <clears throat> debated and discussed. Uh, in the media. So they feel um, compelled to uh, weigh in, and that's how you weigh in, is with your vote. And um, I think it's important uh, um, that people participate in a presidential election, but it's it's important that they participate in in their local elections as well. And the local elections have, you know, a direct an immediate impact on their lives, yeah. but for whatever reason, they don't view it with the same degree of uh, um, concern that they do with the presidential elections. Yeah, I, I find that astonishing. So um, the election is like a week away. It's going to be a nail biter, wouldn't you agree? Uh, you, you, the national election? Yep. 
Yeah, I would think it's going to be um, relatively close, and um, there may be some delay in the processing of the um, large number of absentee ballots that are going to be in play. Um, but like I said, in, in, in Albany County, on the state and local level, I don't, I don't think that I think we'll have a pretty quick result. Because of COVID and because of the fact that candidates waged their campaign in whole new ways, I didn't see much in the way of politicking as far as, like, the state legislature was concerned. Uh, Is that a problem, do you think? Um, No, I think that um, everybody realizes the um, constraints that the candidates were under here, uh, even starting with the petitioning process there, that was cut short and um, they did not want to be um, intruding on people um, who were trying to, you know, uh, accommodate this whole thing. And so even though there wasn't a lot of, uh, it was subdued, definitely. It was a subdued um, uh, campaign season for most of the candidates, they were definitely hindered in their ability to meet people. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, everything's relative. I think they're able to get their message out. And, you know, that's where, you know, mailing and, you know, fundraising comes in. Uh, but there was uh, no doubt that there, it was tough. I mean, it's, I think it uh, uh, something like this definitely favors the incumbent. There's no doubt about that. Wow, wow. So um, I'm sorry, I I lost my train of thought. Uh, With with just a couple of days to go before the election, as far as the Board of Elections, what should people be aware of? You know, there's been a change of polling places. Is there anything else that people should be aware of when it comes well, to voting? Yeah, there's a number of things. Uh, I think that's a good uh, question. Um, the first one is that um, anybody can vote at any of the six early polling sites. Okay, so if you're a registered voter, you can vote at any of the six polling uh, early voting polling sites. and. Mm-hmm. I'll name you the polling sites now. The one is the Albany County Board of Elections down right. at 260 South Pearl Street. And then uh, there's one at the Burn Volunteer Fire Company on Canaday Hill Road in Burn. There's one at the Bethlehem Lutheran Church on Elm Avenue in Delmar. There's one at the Pine Grove United Methodist Church on Central Avenue. There's one at the Bout Community Fire Department, which is at 8 Preston Drive uh, in Cohoes. It's actually in Colony, but Cohoes mailing address. And uh, there's one at the Gilderland Fire Department at uh, 2303 Western Avenue in the town of Gilderland. Um, So anybody can vote at any of those sites. And we have staggered times. It's going to start tomorrow. Um, Saturday, and um, it's going to run through Sunday for nine days straight. And the Saturday and Sunday hours are from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. 
Mm-hmm. The Monday and Wednesday hours are from noon until 8 p.m. And okay. the Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday hours are from 9 to 5, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. So anybody can vote at the polling sites, and there's a wide range of voting times. Uh, also, if people uh, want to um, confirm these times, they can check the Albany County Board of Elections website. And that will that will give you, you can look up your own Election Day polling site. You can look up your the uh, polling sites that are being utilized for early voting and the times for early voting. And also, we have a new component on the, uh, uh, the website which permits a person who has voted absentee to track the, uh, their absentee ballot to determine whether or not it's been received by the Board of Elections. If, if I was traveling around on Monday and I was in the northern, northern part of the county uh, on Doubt Road and yep. I decided to vote there, I can even though I live in downtown Albany? Yes, and that's because um, of the electronic poll books. That's another innovation that's been uh, implemented in the last uh, uh, two years. Um, We now have electronic uh, poll books. So when you go to the polling site to sign in, you do so on a a, uh, basically an iPad. And you, um, we know um, in real time who has voted where. So if you sign in in um, the Bout Community Fire Department poll site, mm-hmm. the Board of Elections is going to know that within just a, a, a matter of seconds. And we have a list of everybody who voted, and all of the um, poll pads, the electronic poll pads, communicate with each other through the Wi-Fi system. So... Anybody, if you vote, once you vote in Cohoes, they're going to know in Bern and in Gilderland and in Bethlehem uh, that you voted in Cohoes. So it's uh, that's how it's get made, that's how it's monitored. Okay, but on election day itself, you definitively have to go to your polling place, right? C- correct. That is correct. Why couldn't that be the same as in the early voting? Because in the early voting, you have um, ballot on what they call ballot on demand printing. Um, we have special printers there at the poll sites that have been programmed to um, uh, produce any of the 15 ballot styles that are in use for the uh, general election. And when you sign in, um, it's going to tell the um, the election inspector where your ward and district is or where your town and uh, election district is. And they're going to be able to produce that specific ballot. Okay, and then that's going to be printed out right there. In the... Um, for the general election day, on election day, November 3rd, we wouldn't have that ability because we don't have enough poll printers. I mean, you'd have to equip every single poll site with these poll sites, and you'd have to have every single um, poll site furnished with the uh, uh, the ability to uh, produce any 
any of the ballot styles. And that is, we're quite a way away from that scenario. It's not, that would be an unbelievable expense. Um, we have 12 of these poll printers um, for early voting, um, and it's specifically um, designed to produce any ballot. But it's a limited number of poll sites. Um, to do that, there's um, over 100 poll sites. There's like 109 poll sites mm -hmm. in the county that service uh, 317 active election districts. Uh, you couldn't have uh, printers uh, for every one of that. It would be an absolute prohibitive uh, undertaking. And it would require weeks and weeks of um, pre-election um, prep work. I mean, there's just not enough time to process applications for absentee ballots, set up um, the election day um, uh, voting mechanism, train um, the poll inspectors, and then furnish every, you'd have to deliver them you know, these are large freestanding printers that are housed in a cabinet that's over six foot tall. You, you couldn't, we don't have the wherewithal to do that for every single polling site on Election Day. So um, give out your information uh, if people need to call before they go vote. Who can, uh, what's your uh contact and show at the Board of Elections. Yeah, it's uh, area code 518-487-5060 is okay. the, um, and our fax okay. number is, go ahead, our fax number is um, 487 Five zero seven seven five one eight four eight seven five zero seven seven. Do people still fax? Um, not many, <laughs> and it's uh, sure. it's just much more convenient to uh, use the email um, than it is to fax. I mean, there's no question about that. I think the fax is uh, uh, going the way of the horse and buggy. Right. So uh, you're going to be retiring um, after after this election. You've been yes. the commissioner. You've been the commissioner of uh, elections for how long? Uh, since 2007. That's a while. That's a while. So you're going yep. to miss it. Yeah, I, I'm going to I'm going to miss it. But um, I have to say, there's there's been quite a radical transformation in you know, the methodology of voting. Uh, uh, when I got here, it was uh, lever machines. Uh, you know, we didn't have electronic voting. We didn't have early voting. We didn't have uh, electronic poll books. I mean, there's been a, a whole complete overhaul in the manner in which uh, votes are cast and tabulated and reported. So it's, um, uh, I think it's, uh, you know, it's definitely been a um, 
an increase, it's been an enhancement of convenience for the voter. There's no question about that. And some mm-hmm. aspects of it are are good and other aspects are are challenging because a lot can go. The more you rely on technology, the more, mm-hmm. you know, uh, room there is for uh, problems. Um, right. It, per- particularly if you're doing it over the, a Wi-Fi system. So, I mean, there's good parts and there's bad parts, but um, I think overall, um, I have to say that even though I was not a fan of electronic voting, um, the electronic voting has proven to be accurate. The logic and the accuracy of the machines, the scanner machines that we've been using, um, have we've never had a single instance where you couldn't reconcile all of the votes, and even on a manual recount, it always uh, they always proved out. So um, I think that people have uh, can rely on the accuracy of the machines, for one. And I also believe that, uh, contrary to popular opinion, these machines cannot really be hacked. Okay, there's no wireless okay. interface on the machines. They don't have motives in them. Uh, uh, modems and um, they're really not able to be tampered with. So I think the people should be um, confident that the their vote is going to count and that it's properly it's being properly tabulated. Great. So thank you. We're out of time, Matt. So you've been listening to Matt Klein, the Democratic Commissioner at the Board of Elections. I'm Cynthia Pooler. This is Focus on Albany. If you like the show, like us on Twitter, follow, uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Matt, best of luck in your retirement, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great day. Thank you, Cindy. Take care.